And shield time again. Uh, I think this is the same headset I recorded the last episode with, so it may sound a little airy, and I apologize in advance. Uh, I should probably get better equipment. It's in the budget once I get that big sponsor, the first big sponsor. Uh, I realize I need to start going back to the, the vehicles I logoed vehicles I see while going down the road and, and giving them a shout out as a sponsor. There's a, there's a, there's a guy behind me that realizes that, uh, that there's four cars in front of me, but he still decides to tailgate as if I could magically just pick my, pick my car up and move. So, any hoozle, narrowing down the tail end of uh, the month of February. The snow is officially melting here in Nashville. Uh, took a couple, a long week of snow and a little bit of ice. I, it didn't seem like the world came to a standstill like it would have in most uh, most years of the dynamic of not coming off a COVID world. So that was good. Built a snowman. Had a nice blue mohawk on him. Uh, what else? Kids got to go sledding a little bit. That was fun. Uh, it, was, it was a good. It was a good week just hanging out with the kids and the family, which is no different than the week before. So it is. It is what it is. We're very fortunate, you know. You see the folks in Texas and some parts of Mississippi, and you know a few folks like that. That I mean, I had friends down in Mississippi and friends down in Houston that was in the in the mid to lower 40s in their living rooms. My buddy Jack down in Houston had three kids and hot water uh, heater burst and water froze and uh, air conditioning and the power out and the street was straight ice. Just uh, more further reinforcement that uh, if, you, if you didn't have that happen to you the last week, uh, how fortunate you are for the most part. We're lucky. I don't know luck, but you know, I, fortunate to say the least, but uh, Tennessee Power held out all as well. I hope uh, where you're listening to this, uh, y'all fared well. Uh, like I said, it just didn't seem like it was that big of an impact as years passed. It seems like it kind of came, came and went and nobody really panicked. I think we're, again, I, I go back to, I don't think anybody talks about the good things that are coming out of this last year of COVID world. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've made, I've, built stronger into some really good relationships that I've had, circling back with folks. Um, I think since last, um, it has been since last show, uh, my grandmother in Sunnyvale, California passed away. She was 96, I believe. She had just turned 96, uh, five days prior, four or five days prior. Um, She's one of two grandmothers that I have that actually, I don't know if my grandmother in Arkansas got COVID, but she's 99 now. And uh, my mom was helping take care of her. And I had a couple uncles, my mother and an aunt that were all taking care of my 98 year old at the time grandmother. Um, Took care of her and they all got COVID really bad. And she, uh, never had any issues, so we're very fortunate. It's one of the loud popping noises. It's this awkward-looking imported car in front of me. Uh, she never had any issues. Pushed on through. I mean, never got sick. Uh, I don't know. 
Uh, then my grandmother that recently passed away in California, I want to say in April or May, she tested of this past year, she tested positive for COVID. Uh, her and her roommate had to quarantine for a couple weeks and no symptoms and she's good to go. But um, she had just been moved into assisted living facility uh, March, I believe, or April prior uh, of 2020. But up until that point, we went out and saw her a couple years ago with my, with my dad, my biological father, and his mother. And uh, she was 94. Uh, but still living at home. She lived at home with my uncle. Uh, and then he passed away uh, quickly uh, in his sleep. And then she had to be put into an assisted living facility and just kind of kind of declined from that point. But, I mean, up until that point, I mean, she lived in a house her and her, I believe, second husband built in 1958. Uh, first one on the street in Sunnyvale. And, you know, she walked every day, got up, walked down the street to the park, walked a mile or so around the park, one to two times a day, great shape, stayed in health, cognitive, cognitively was still in a really good, I mean, I don't know. I look at it through my lens of how forgetful I am at times, and I'm, I just turned 43. I, I, in my opinion, if you make it to 90 and you can remember the difference between a salt and pepper shaker, I think it's a big deal to me. So I thought she was in pretty good mental state. She was repeating herself when we were out there and here and there. But, I mean, again, to be able to still be at home up until the last year of your life and you live to be 96, it's a good run, you know. It's a really good run. Um but she just had gotten, I don't know all the final details, but she had passed away suddenly. Very fortunate that my kids had got to meet her. Uh, when my oldest, Evelyn, was born six, a little over six years ago, she was born with six great-grandparents. And the first year she was alive, all three great-grandfathers passed away. Um, I only think she got to meet one of them. She got to meet two of them, Leah's grandfather, uh, my grandfather, Ed, and I don't think she met my grandfather, Kenny McGee, before he passed away. Um, I think that was just a few months after she was born. But still had three great-grandmothers still alive, of which two are still alive. One is in her late 80s, and the other one is in her... She's 99 years old, still living at home in Arkansas for the most part. So, but um, yeah, it's just uh, you know interesting thing. Time, you know, my grandmother in California just passed away. Is one of 11. My mom's one of 11. My grandmother in Arkansas is still alive. I think she's one of four. It was all her and three sisters. Um, but my mom, again, one of 11. My grandmother that's still alive, Frances, she's the youngest of 18. I'm not sure how many of those are still alive. All that family's still in California. But all that to say, I was uh, talking today, or I talked with my wife, Lee, on a regular basis. Like, man, if I look at it through the lens of I am 80, or I'm 80, I'm 43, I maybe got 40 more years left if I'm lucky. Uh... I, it's, I can't wrap my head around uh, I can't wrap my head around wasting one of those years on anything living anywhere I don't want to live being around anybody I don't want to be around 
it's hard for me to do that for a day, a week, or a month. I have friends that are, you know, I've only got 13 more years till I retire. I'm just like, what, then what? What are you going to do then? I guess I was listening or reading the New York Times yesterday, and we just crossed the threshold of 500,000 people had died from COVID, which is more than World War One, World War Two, and Vietnam combined deaths for our country. And if you think about how many memorials we have around this country for those things, and Veterans Day and everything, and salute our veterans, by all means, 100%. But it's just crazy that, you know, it just kind of came and went so far. And out of that 500,000, 160,000 of those people that died were in assisted living facilities. Which is further reinforced to me, it's just like, man, this greatest generation, the boomers and stuff, I mean, what have, what have we done as a society to continue to honor our older folks and take care of them and go out of their way to make sure they're they're squared away and good it doesn't give me a lot of confidence about how the younger generation i hope they do a better job with my generation but i don't know it's a pretty big roll of the dice it's a pretty big risk to take of working your whole life away and like ah no they'll take care of me when i hit 70. it's like okay will they will they take care of you so I guess it just more further reinforces my mindset and thought process with my own being and my own family of just don't take a day for granted. Love everybody the best you can. Take care of yourself. Let everybody know how proud you are of them in your life. And just cut out everything that's not helping you grow better, be better, and just a better quality of life. I guess, it's, I guess that's the takeaway from that. I mean, I'm not saying, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm probably not going to have Social Security available whenever I get to that age. But still, you know, just got to, I don't know. I hear, uh, I mentioned it before, you know, about, you know, Eveline getting to the phase where she asked about relatives that have passed away that she never met. And uh, I just keep reinforcing, like, you know, I don't, she asked me questions like, well, what do you think they would say? And I'm like, I don't know. We just got to take advantage of the, the good stuff and the people we still have here. You know, to call up, you know, your your grandparents that still are alive or still around. I guess it's something I try to do at least once or twice a day is just call people like, right, who have I not talked to in a while? Just call them to see how they're doing, check on them, ask how they're doing, man. Send them random stuff. I started doing that. <laughs> stuff I come across on the internet. Just send it to people out of the blue, see how they're doing. I sent my buddy Todd last night in uh, Mississippi. I sent him a job that I think he ought to do. Uh, I'm sure he appreciates the career advice, but it's something I, I think just needed to be said. But, uh, but no, it's uh, just checking in on folks. Like I said, I think that's one of the net positives we're going to take out of this. I f- oh, that's what I've been meaning to talk about. I follow this guy. I, I can't remember. I think it's Gerald the Gardener. I can't remember his Twitter handle. On Twitter, I think he's on Facebook too. He's this British guy. I think he's in his 70s, maybe early 80s. But this guy has got the greenest thumb on the planet this guy never he's an older gentleman i think he's got a greenhouse and he grows outdoors that uh he's got like 300,000 followers on twitter and all he posts is like pictures of just his produce like what he's growing right now what he's got coming up uh it's time to get your spring potatoes in the ground and uh just pictures of what he's sprouting and stuff like that wonder how many people I mean, what is the net positive of the amount of people that started gardening, started uh, planting flowers or growing produce or stuff like that from this last year? I mean, the garden centers and everything were just ran over. They just all were sold out. I wonder how many dogs got adopted. 
we were we were one of those people that adopted a dog. You don't see us post about her a lot, but she's still a part of the family. Leah uh, had a dog for 15 years named Gus, and Gus passed away right after Evelyn was born, and she's been on me about wanting to get a dog for five years. And I said, I'm fine with you getting a dog, finally, but it has to be a shelter dog. I'm not going to a breeder just because that feels gross to me. To each his own, it just feels gross to me. Um, but she went to the shelter and bought this, got a, got a dog, adopted a dog, uh, Fiona is her name, a uh, little white dog that is uh, like a healer mix with something else. Let's just say Fiona's got a lot of energy, folks. Fiona, we took her back to the farm in Arkansas with us, and she could run probably two miles just at a full clip and still have energy to want to play with a ball. She's just got a lot of energy. And she stays mostly outside. She stays in at night, of course, when it's cold. But most of the rest of the time, she stays outside. Got a whole backyard to run and everything. And uh, <laughs> she's just in your face. And it's not the, the it's not the roadmap of a dog. It's not the perfect dog that Leah wanted. I can tell. Uh, she really uh, she tries to keep it together, but I know she doesn't like the dog. But for me, it's more of a principle. She's like, I just don't think she has a good quality of life, and this or that. And I'm just like, look, I grew up with my grandpa McCormick coon hunting. Had all these coon dogs. I never saw one inside of the house and our dog eats 10 times better than any of his dogs were and his dogs were worth a lot more so it is what it is she has a great life she has a lot better life than she would have had before she's got a yard you know she gets we play with her she gets good food she's got a warm place to sleep uh you know like i said she's got her own space so it's been kind of a point of contention but i think she's she's mellowing out after a year or two she just just has a lot of energy you know and listen our family's a little crazy as it is at times so i think she fits right in i just don't want a dog that just lays around till it dies i don't know some people just get those big goofy dogs that's all they do is just lay around and they start having hip problems and you know and stuff like that and like i said to each his own it's just not my bag of what i want out of a dog and i like her energy and uh it's also kind of amusing that leah asked for a dog for five years and we got one and now she doesn't like it <laughs> She's not going anywhere. Just because I think she's just awesome. That and she's got so much energy. Man, I, her and I can just play for forever. Kicking a ball around and everything. She chase anything. So, But, um, yeah, I mean, what's a net positive? The people started gardening. The people that took up knitting. The people that adopted a dog. I mean, all that good stuff that's going to come out of that. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe an overly optimistic Oscar. I just think that uh, there's so much good stuff that's going to come out of this last year. And I, the, do I think it will eclipse 500,000 deaths? That'd be a big negative. But I think there's some good stuff that's going to come out of it as, as we as a society and, and as people as individuals of things that they found. I mean, we've kicked around moving outside of Nashville or moving outside of Middle Tennessee where we live right now. And over the last month or so, I've talked to three or four other couples, uh, folks that have talked about doing the exact same thing. It's just, again, I go back to the point of like, I don't want to live anywhere for, for a month. I don't want to live anywhere for a year that I don't want to, that I'm not happy about. Uh, and if you have the opportunity and freedom to do it, I just wonder how many other people are just like moving back home, staying home, moving somewhere else. Uh, 
disclaimer here, I am not moving back to Arkansas anytime soon, if ever. It's just the main reasons why I have against moving back to Arkansas is the heat and humidity, the lack of diversity. Um, physically, Arkansas, especially where I'm from, is absolutely beautiful. I love visiting there. There's just nothing left for me there after growing up there. It's just other places are my home, and I think my home is more of a mindset. I enjoy going back to the family farm and spending time there. Actually, this past year, we did three weeks there, and that's the most time I've spent on that piece of property that my dad grew up on. My you know, my, my cousins that live in California had spent a lot of time growing up there. They spent summers there. I didn't have any of those experiences, I think, because I didn't meet my biological until I was 28. But um, we enjoyed it. It was a good time. I love being there. But once the ticks and mosquitoes and humidity started setting in, and yeah, we got those a little bit everywhere. But it's just exceptionally bad there. Uh, I've never spent a lot of time in Louisiana other than New Orleans, and I don't plan on it. But I'm guessing it's just as bad, if not worse. But I'd like to just go to a place where I don't have to worry about eating alive by mosquitoes. Uh, and the ticks were really bad, and we were there too. So it is what it is. But um, we got options, you know. That we've kicked around possibly moving back to Evansville, Indiana, where Leah's family lives. And she's got her mom and dad are both up there, and aunts, uncles, and cousins. And I really like that area. Uh, just because I like really old, cool stuff. They got a lot of old, cool stuff. They got a butcher in every neighborhood. That's pretty cool too. Um, but we kicked it around. Plus, just having a spot for the kids to be able to just be around their grandparents. Man, how cool would that be? You know? I don't know. I grew up with grandparents around, and, you know, that was fun, and be able to hang out with them and everything. And they were, I mean, my parents were, my grandparents were, were cool and everything. I don't ever felt like they just, like, come by to pick me up to hang out with me. But Leah's parents seem to be that type of people, you know? The kids, Grandpa Mark, my biological father, is that way. My mom likes hanging around with my kids. But, I mean, her mom and dad, too. I mean, they live within a mile or two of each other and um, got family there and just the kind of civic side of it. But something we kicked around. It's just when we start looking around, it's like outside the food, people, and entertainment, there isn't much that keeps us here in Middle Tennessee. I mean, I'm setting up my company to where I can work from anywhere. I like that. So... I don't really have to be chained to a desk or office or anything. So, um, looking forward to that. You know, we'll see. You know, we got the next little bit to figure some stuff out. We're still figuring out whether Leah's going to open back up her bar this year. A lot of different things kind of hanging in the balance right now to see whether that's going to work out or not. I hope she can, but it is what it is, man. This last year's been weird for everybody, and it's even been weirder for hospitality. You know, I mean. What's people still going to be weird about going out? Still going to be weird about being around each other? All those things are plausible. Fauci saying we need to wear masks to 2022. Um, I get every single bit of that. I understand it. I uh, don't definitely don't want to put anybody at risk. Um, but I'm hoping now that our our uh, COVID rates are nose diving now, it's weird. It kind of fell right in line with when Trump got taken off all social platforms. I'm not saying that's the reason why. I'm just saying it's an interesting correlation. The correlation does not equal causation. That's what the scientists will tell you. Um, but no, I, I don't know. It's good to have options. That's why I, I tell everybody about what's kept us here in Middle Tennessee. And 
<laughs> I guess that's one of the biggest things of why I don't. Uh, it's never. I've never considered moving back home to Arkansas. Is that um, there's a lot more options here. A lot more options outside of there as way of friendships and 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 different mindsets. And I don't. I don't want to be around people that all think the same way I do or look the same way I do. Um, and I guess that mindset economically, uh, there's a lot more options, you know, outside of there. Um, and I always know there's a balance between that and family, but where I'm at in my life right now, they're just things that I enjoy a lot more than, um, you know, just surrounding myself with my own environment. It's kind of like a feedback loop, but to each his own, I suppose. But, um, trying to think of anything else we got going on. That's about it. Kids are growing. Evelyn, going to pick her up at school right now. Tomorrow she starts her very first ballet class. And um, I signed her up for that just because she's now at the age where, you know, we're going to get out and start doing some organized stuff. I'm not anxious to start getting the boys in T-ball or football or any of that, especially Archie being four. He's just such a kind-hearted, big-hearted, lovable, beautiful boy. Um... Eveline, too, is just so gentle. You don't really think about how awesome your kids are until you see them around other kids. Uh, it's always a good barometer, and other adults, just the way they act and the way they carry themselves. I don't, the only, I've always said the only thing I really care what I want my kids to be is just empathetic and to care about themselves and other people. Outside of that, you know, what more do you really want? You know, and there's no way you can, you know, do too much harm to the world if you, if you love it enough i suppose but um you have a line starting ballet uh we'll see how that goes it's our first time ever doing anything like this organized or you know we didn't do gymnastics or any of that stuff i just i want them to try whatever they want to try you know i, I don't care let's just have a little fun with it the only thing I, I don't want them to ever be put in a position to where they have to do anything you know it's like if you're not just straight enjoying it and the camaraderie and being around folks and just don't do it, you know. So, you know, as Archie gets maybe five, six, I may ask him if he wants to do soccer or, you know, I definitely will eventually, and I talked to my friend Lacey about this, eventually going to get Eveline into uh, Taekwondo or Jiu-Jitsu just so she's familiar with, you know, being physical with people uh, before she has to. I want her to know how to defend herself, but also understand that, you know, it's just a difference between boys and girls. You know, boys, we always grow up horse playing, messing with each other. And, you know, the first time we get in a physical altercation, it isn't, we're, it's not strange to us. But girls, I think a lot of times it's different for obvious reasons. But I always want her to be comfortable to know how she can get out of a situation she has to or have the confidence to defend herself as she moves forward. So eventually I may even start that with her too, just to go in and... Um, do one of those things whether my friend Lacey up in Evansville or actually Newburgh Indiana gave me some good advice on that because her parents I think they started Taekwondo and they went to Jiu Jitsu and um, it's funny you know Lacey little tiny thing is you know she's always you know been at that place where you know she could she could defend herself if she had to or get away from a situation especially going to college and all that so you know I always take her advice as, as best possible so um, eventually going to get Eveline into that for a little while. And then, you know, even the boys too, just so they know how to properly, you know, defend themselves if they need to. I think it's just something always point important, you know, growing up in Arkansas, there was a lot of fighting, 
a lot. A lot of school. I, my dad that I grew up with and his and my Uncle Jimmy, they all fought. My grandpa definitely fought. Big coon hunter. You know, he was 6'5", over 300 pounds. Coon hunter, hellraiser, drank a lot. But, um, actually saw him in a fight at a uh, equipment auction. Fist fight. He was probably in his 60s then. And, uh, that was interesting. I think I've seen my dad in a fight. I'm not sure if I've seen my Uncle Jimmy in a fight. But, I mean, right there, of just knowing that's the way they everybody carried themselves. I, mean, I think it's just the way we where we grew up, you know, a lot of Scottish, Irish descendant people and the the clans cultures, man. They uh they they don't they they're scientifically proven they don't let things go to say the least. So I don't I try not to I'm not planning on passing that trait or characteristic down to my children that I grew up with and that I found as second nature. But I also don't want them to have to be intimidated by situations unnecessarily to defend themselves or leave it in case they have to. So, But I'm excited about her starting ballet. I think it's going to be fun. I'm going to try to keep them crying. <laughs> Watching my little bitty baby girl doing something on her own and being known for that. and see, I just want her to be happy and enjoy it. I don't want anything to... Man, there's so damn much time in life where people want you to take shit serious. Um, I'm going to... That's that's my goal as their dad is to avoid that at all costs. Even when you are adult, it's guided me well of not taking things serious. Nothing is that serious. That's why I'm I'm not in charge of people's lives for obvious reasons. Uh, I can find humor in most anything, but... I don't need a, a job to, to where I have to be serious about it if I don't have to. Um, but I want them to be able to just enjoy it, man. There's going to be enough in life if people want you to be serious. But that's why I haven't talked about sports or anything early that too early. I want them to be able to do it themselves and kind of go from there, which is interesting with Avalon getting, you know, turning six and growing up so much. She still wants to ride on my shoulders and ride on my back like she's Arlo's size and Arlo waist. 25 pounds and she's up around 60 it gets a little challenging at times but I, I try to do my best that's my job that's my goal is to try to stay in good enough shape to carry uh, the kids upstairs as long as they want me to and whoo your boy's got to start hitting the gym let's just say let's just say that but uh, that's a work in progress so well, that's about all I got today from windshield time as I'm rolling home from Nashville to back to Lebanon to pick up Eveline from school. Um, sun is out. A few clouds in the sky. I hope wherever you're at listening to this, you've had a good last good week or so. And um, you talk to somebody you haven't talked to in a little bit just to listen to them, check in with them, uh, take care of yourself. First and foremost, put your mask on can't ever expect to help anybody else out until you put your mask on that's about all i got signing off from windshield time if you get a chance if you need to send me a message or anything you can email me at the neil mccormick at gmail or just follow along on the instagram but i'm guessing you're probably already following along if you heard about this podcast anyway so uh y'all enjoy the rest of the week make good choices and don't eat the yellow snow